and welcome to combat sports breakdown what's going down guys it's your host matt b doing a solo episode this week we back after the long little break we took um we've all been going hard for the last 10 11 months not just on the podcast but just about everything we got going our team really works hard at everything we got going we really want to keep pushing our podcast to be the next thing that you guys go to for your MMA results, news, upcoming daily events. We're, we're looking to be the next one. So if you want to go back and check out our Instagram, it's at Combat Sports Breakdown. And, you know, like I said, we all been going hard. So we took a, a little couple days off, but we're back. Um, we're going to link up later for the 262 episode, break down this uh, Michael Chandler versus Charles Oliveira situation for that lightweight belt. Finally need to get someone strapped up after Khabib left the division. I mean, Dana White kind of held him up. We, we could have done this a year ago, but whatever. Not going to harp on that right now. Uh, one thing that we do need to cover is the fact that the UFC is going through a little bit of a plague time right now. It seems like we're, we have a lot of car, uh, fighters dropping out last minute. A lot of, a lot of stuff going on, just not even COVID related anymore. Like the last two weeks, we've just been hearing about fighter after fighter dropping out injury. This was supposed to be Corey Sandhagen versus TJ Dillashaw and his return. Um, it ended up being that, uh, that fight got scrapped about 10 days before the fight. Then we had Donald Cerrone versus Diego Sanchez. If you haven't already heard about what's going on with the whole Diego Sanchez thing, you just aren't really paying attention. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute, but. Diego Sanchez <laughs> ended up getting his walking papers, you know, gave him a nice little severance package. He's the only one to ever get it. And he was the last original standing ultimate fighter season one uh, fighter that was still around. So, you know, round of applause to Diego. Thank you for all the blood you spilled, man. Um, it's a it's a shitty situation what's going on with him and the whole Joshua Fabia thing. Um, I'm no one in the MMA space to tell Diego what to do, but I think we all know what's going on right now, and it's a little sad to watch. Diego's a fantastic guy. It ended up being Donald Cerrone sticking on the card versus Alex Moreno. And, you know, that was a welterweight fight, and it didn't really play out in Cowboy's favor, which sucks because we all love Cowboy. You know, he's the last remaining vet of his, you know, era. So it's it's what, like him and maybe Carlos Condit, I think. So it, it just sucks, man. But it is what it is. Um, this last card wasn't great, but, you know, Mother's Day weekend and we had, you know, mom fighting and it was it was really awesome to see uh, Michelle Watterson go in there and fight her a little hard out, man. Uh, didn't really play out in her favor either. But you know what? She's a savage and she'll be back. So not really worried about her too much. We love her. You know, Karate Hottie. She's one of the original women that got. Uh, people to stop really criticizing women in MMA and I, I really love what she's done so hopefully she comes back gets a good fight look forward to seeing her um, so let's start at the bottom of this card at the prelims we had Christian Aguilera versus Carlson Carlston Harris um, round one submission for Harris 16 and four goes to 17 and four um, Christian Aguilera well, let's see what's next for him you know, it's, it always sucks when you see someone get a, a round one sub and they, they really don't know what to do with theirself, but it, it's, it'll be interesting to see him bounce back. He, he's one of those guys that you can tell he's really determined. He's a uh, 14 and nine after this one. So, 
it is what it is for him. Hopefully he gets a good fight and gets a chance to really show himself. This was welterweight. Um, who knows where he goes from there. So this next one, uh, Park Jean Young versus Tafan and Chewy. And this was an interesting fight, man. And Chewy was doing good in the beginning. And this, this Korean dude, he got a couple cup checks, you know, and it, it changed the pace of the fight. And in the late round two and Chewy knew it. Round three, he came out swinging, trying to get that point back that he lost in round two and uh, just couldn't really make it happen. So the Korean scene in MMA is is looking real strong right now. They're really exciting fighters. Some big ones, honestly. This dude was middleweight. They have a light heavyweight and a heavyweight out right now. Like The Koreans are on the scene right now, so watch out for them in the future. Um, Going on to the next one. So with so many fights dropping in and out of this one, you ended up with Ludovic Klein versus Mike Trezano. You know, this one ended in a decision. Uh, Trezano goes on to be 11 and 1 after this. Klein's uh, 17 and 4. You know, a lot of these guys just, they, they really get a chance to show themselves when we're all starved for fights on a card like this with so many people dropping out. It, it just, it, it's kind of lame, and this card could have been really good. It was supposed to be really exciting, and it ended up being an, just a, a really mediocre card. Like, it, it's still tight that the UFC puts on a show for us no matter what. They promised a show. We got a show. They could have scrapped the card two weeks ago and chose not to. So, you know, shouts out to them. This one was exciting, though. So, starting off the actual main card, we had Neil Magny versus Jeff Neal. And let me just say, the Battle of the Neils. This this was an interesting one. Um, Neil Magny came out, had a heavy pace, got the decision. He's chasing, uh, I believe it's GSP for most welterweight wins. But he, he's one of those guys that he's never run from anybody. Like, never. And he was the first one raising his hand to fight Hamzat Shemaev when he was out. And he got the Edwards fight. And the thing about fighting Leon Edwards is it was cool. It was a high-ranked fight. How could he say no to it, you know? So it was weird that, you know, he's looking for a fight, looking for a fight. Neil has been raising his hand the whole time and then ends up getting Leon Edwards because of the hype. So now that the hype's gone, Hamza chimes, chimes in after the, the fight and just decides to go, oh, don't run like chicken, Neil Magny. Doug. I don't think Neil Magny knows what running like a chicken is, bro. He literally just shows up and does dope stuff. He's 25 or 26 and 9 after this one. I mean, you just can't really call him a, a chicken or say he's ever run. So hopefully they make that fight. The story's wrote itself. Um, hopefully Hamzat can make it back by August probably to see that fight if not then maybe neil gets another fight and you know it's not run and it's just you couldn't make it in time buddy so we touched on this one uh donald cerrone versus alex morona and uh you know these welterweight boys just hit hard dude when you get hit by someone at 170 and you're a natural 155er it hurts man and just because you're late in your career don't mean he's late in his man this guy's hungry you know and Donald Cerrone, we hopefully we hope he he comes back and gets his retirement fight. He did say he wants to come at 155, and Dana's going to give him that. But he's got to know this is his last fight, win, lose, or draw. You know, I don't see him getting another one. Um, he got the uh, draw against Nico Price, and other than that, he's had just 
hard losses. I believe it's like six in a row now or five, if I'm not mistaken. And then the Nico Price fight, which, you know, they, they fought to a split draw and ended up getting overturned because of a THC test that um, Nico Price failed. So, you know, that that's already like a whatever situation. So draw or no contest, it is what it is. Um, so then we go into the main event and Mariana Rodriguez, man, this woman is just a heavy hitter. 15 and 15 and, uh, 15 and one after this one. So we'll see what happens. So Mariana Rodriguez just really dominated the fight. Um, round one, two, three, I chalked up for her four went Watterson. And then five, Mariana. The thing is, Watterson kicked her in the face. And, like, it was, like, either a hematoma or, like, she's just swelled up quick. She could have broke her jaw. She kicked her square in the jaw. And then, you know, she was chipping away. <laughs> Michelle Watterson was chipping away at those legs. And there was one time when she planted real hard. And she, like, soccer kicked her thigh. It was insane. But, I mean, she knew there was, a like, just a slight chance she could get the edge. And so she went for it. But... Mariana Rodriguez, uh, she hits so hard. Like, there's not a flyweight that... And this wasn't even really a flyweight fight. They just fought at flyweight. So, Mariana at 115 is a scary fight. And I, I believe that's where she should be. I mean, even in this division, she hits real hard. But they, these girls are... They fought late notice, and I believe that's why it was a flyweight fight. But, I mean... It's just insane what she was able to do in such a short amount of time. She literally clipped her in the face with her foot and like, well, it wasn't even a clip. She, she cracked her. It was like a baseball bat to the face. Um, let's do a little look forward at 262. I know we're going to be linking up, uh, me and Cole or me and Alex or possibly all three of us will be linking up for this one. Um, we've had a, a, another couple fights in this one drop out. So it'll be interesting to see what happens leading it up to this. Um, you had originally you had Nate Diaz on this card uh, versus Leon Edwards, which that that got moved. I believe it's like another month or two away now. And then, you know, you had Edmund Shabazian, who was supposed to come back. And for some reason, that fight just got moved to the Rob Font versus Cody Garbrandt card, which is on May 22nd. So. It's just interesting to see, you know, I don't really know what's going on, but hopefully they figure it out, you know, like it, it really seems like there's a weird plague going on right now in the UFC of just fights dropping out out of nowhere. But, you know, we'll see. It, it It's always hard to say because with everybody using the pandemic as a, not as an excuse, but their reason for taking care of themselves and, you know, rehabbing the body. We didn't really have too much of this going on. You know, if people didn't make it to a fight, it was because of COVID for the last year. And now we have a couple injuries that have come up because people are starting to train again and train way hard because guess what? We were locked up for a year. Yeah. These guys were training, but not to the potential they wanted to or could have, you know? So, I mean, we'll see. I just hope these guys put it in perspective they really need to like just understand we they need to make it to the fight still especially like you have Nate Diaz who has never pulled out of a fight and for the first time he got injured to a point where he has to so it it's interesting for sure 
Um, I'm over here on Google looking at the UFC Fight Night card or the uh, the 262 card in the early prelims, and it's always so interesting how they have it laid out because you know you have all these fights that just get dropped in and dropped out, and you don't even really notice stuff. And somebody must have dropped out in the early prelims because you have Gina Mazzani who's listed to fight a nine and three fighter, but they don't have a name or a picture. (laughs) Like it's, what are you guys doing? Like, come on Google. But if we just look at it, uh, break it down, we have Kevin Aguilar fighting on the early prelims. Um, Antonina Shevchenko's fighting on the Shevchenko. My bad is fighting on the, the prelim. She's fighting, uh, on Andrea Lee. Um, which should be a good fight. It's always interesting when you have Antonina in there. We all know the caliber that her sister is, and we expect Antonina to make that step at some point. So it's very interesting to see. And then, you know, you have Jordan Wright versus Jimmy Pickett. That'll be an interesting, fun one. Lando Venata, that'll be an interesting one. He's going against Mike Grundy. You know, that that should be a grind of a fight. Jacare coming back after getting that awkward knockout from uh kevin holland so you know hopefully he comes back and is healthy it's always interesting to see these guys come back after knockouts uh you have shane burgos versus ed edson barboza and let me just say edson barboza just came out and said he got the exact payday he wanted they they looked to sign a contract extension he said this is the exact number i want and they just said okay so it's interesting he he seems like a happy guy you see what a happy Edson looks like out there. So, you know, this dude's dangerous when he's standing up. He's dangerous in his jujitsu game. And Shane Burgos is too. Let's, let's not count him out. But Edson, man, once he gets going, it'll be interesting. Um, we got Caitlin Chikagan on this card versus Vivian Arujo, which, you know, always, always love seeing these, uh, high caliber female fights that's taking place at flyweight. Um, Tony Ferguson versus Benil Dariush is the co-main. And, you know, no disrespect to the some of these fights that I didn't really bring up, but we're going to do a full breakdown later this week. So I don't want to really get too far into the weeds. Um, we have Tony Ferguson versus Benil Dariush. And if you don't know, Benil Dariush is a savage. He He's one of those guys that just sees openings and awkward angles. He's like the uh, Tony Ferguson, but like still in the prime of his career. And no disrespect to Tony, but if he don't figure it out, this could be his last fight. You know, he's going to have a serious talk with Dana White after this one if he gets hurt. So, uh, and it, what's really interesting is the last guy that beat him is Charles Oliveira, and that's the guy who's headlining this card. So, it, hopefully Tony's not in his own head on this one. It'll be interesting to see him at a, the table sitting next to Charles Oliveira. If they both win or if one of them loses, it'll be really interesting. And they definitely have uh, a built-in storyline to where these guys could be fighting real soon. You know, if Charles Oliveira wins, Tony Ferguson wins, they could, that could be in the next fight. That'd be interesting. I didn't even really look at that until now. Um, you have Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler. And to those of you that said Michael Chandler doesn't deserve this. If he goes out there and starts as Charles, Charles Oliveira in round one, you still going to be saying that? Because that's what he said he's going to do. And, you know, last time he came out and said he was going to hurt somebody, he absolutely hurt someone we all like, Dan Hooker. So careful what you wish for with some of these guys. 
Michael Chandler, you know, he might come out and just be your next favorite fighter. So, um, it, it'll be cool once we get going and see how that card plays out. I'm trying not to bring up the Mayweather-Jake Paul situation, but I guess we do have to talk about it. Um, Mayweather, what are you doing, dude? Why are you so mad? I get it. He reached in your face. You got a thousand bodyguards there. You really didn't have to react like that. You knew they were going to snatch him up. I mean, dude got a couple black eyes and a broken nose. What do you... Why you got to react like that, bro? You getting ready to beat up his older brother. You really don't think you're going to get a chance to hurt him? I mean... It's weird, bro. It's real weird. Either you're coming down from some dope, which I hope you're not. I've never considered you to be one of those dope fiends like that. Yeah, I'm sure you dabble. You're one of the richest men on the planet, especially in the freaking sports world. Whether you've spent it all or not, you still made so much money. So the fact that drugs would have come into your circle, I understand. But aren't you 50? The hell we doing? Still doing drugs, dude. I mean, it's a little odd. Jake Paul. Dude. Chill, bro. What are we doing? Ha ha, I got your hat. I mean, dude, what are, what are we doing? And then, you know, to see your brother have to call you and then say, hey, uh, they banned you from the fight. And you're like, I don't give a fuck. Well, guess what, dude? Your brother needed you in his corner. Whether you know it or not, having the people you care about in your corner does a lot for you. So whatever help you did bring to the table, you just, it's all gone. No matter how much you're in Mayweather's head, you're in your brother's head too, dude. So either find a way to support your brother or stay the fuck out of it, bro. You're just making it worse because you ain't the one stepping into the ring with them. All money aside, your brother could end up with a fucking problem after this. He may never be the same person after this fight. So when push comes to shove, you really need to weigh out your options. Your humor, your money versus your brother's well-being. And now, you know, whether Mayweather's one of those people that really will or will not put a hit out on somebody, he's got enough money to. So what are we doing, bro? I mean, why are we playing these games? His wife mysteriously died. Yeah, I'm sure we all want to talk about Mayweather beating her, but whatever. We're, we're far past that. I mean, we've let other people beat women and not fucking talked about it this long. So I don't condone it. It's not something I'm okay with. And if it comes into my circle, I'm very upset about it. But for the people that watch boxing, you you want Mayweather in the ring. You want him in the game. You want him around the orbit. You want him in the circle. Because when Mayweather's not in the ring or around it, we all don't get to the, see the best boxing. So for those of you that are boxing fans, you better hope Mayweather gets his head together. And those of you that are the Paul Brothers fans, you better hope Jake gets it together because he's messing with things he shouldn't be messing with. So, YouTube or not, boxing or not, we're talking egos. And egos get people killed. So, let's let's put it all in perspective for five minutes. Just really think about what we're doing before we cross this bridge. Because I've seen people that fought over, you know, what color the sky was. It's blue, dog. We're all doing the same thing. Calm down. It's boxing, it's a game, it's a sport, it's a gentleman's sport at that. And you guys have brought it to this weird level that nobody wants to be a part of. So, hopefully they figure it out, man. I'm a huge fan of all this combat stuff. That's why we do this. So, 
Um, let's let's go down and look at what's going on. Uh, Gregor Gillespie called called a couple people out and said that he's the best fisherman. And when you say you're the best fisherman, you got to really understand. There's people that are out there that when they were younger probably fished to save their own lives, for their own well-being. This is an international sport. Gregor Gillespie, you might be a good fisherman. But I'm sure that one of these Dagestanian fighters had to go fish to feed his family every fucking day at the local pond. Calm down with this shit, dude. Why are we talking about fishing? McGregor, shut up. You pay for people to take you out with a fish finder and then throw a rod in the ocean. That is no skill. You don't do that. That's that's not fishing, bro. That's 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 playing in God's basement. Like, what are you what are you talking about? All you Bayou boys. Yeah, you guys probably all fish a lot better than all of them. But guess what? You ain't on the level to even be talking right now. Why don't you go back to the gym? Stay out of the fucking fishing hole, bro. Fuck your hobby. Get better at your fucking job. Fuck fishing, bro. I'm a fisherman. I like fishing. I do it every goddamn weekend. But I don't talk about that shit. That's not what we're here for. We're here for fighting. You gonna fight about who a fisherman is? Come on, man. Ain't nobody wanna see this crap. Talk about who the best wrestler is. Talk about who the best kickboxer is. The best fisherman? That's what we're talking about. Why are we wasting our time talking about a sport that 98% of the community we're part of doesn't care about? Dustin Poirier. You chimed in and said, I'm throwing real hooks. Dude. You're from Louisiana. I bet you fish more than every single person that was talking about it. Why are you acting? I'm really getting over this crap. And this is why I want to talk about Kayla Harrison. This woman in PFL is literally the most dominant fighter that's going to walk through MMA. Sorry, Amanda Nunes. Guess what? They trained together. Kayla Harrison came out, won her fight, cut a promo and said... This isn't a tournament. It's a coronation, and I'm the fucking queen. And this is the woman that used to talk crap about MMA. All the trash talk, all the BS. She was talking crap on it. But guess what? It's real. You come over into this space, and you start really doing this stuff, it ain't a sport. We're fighting. I'm going to throw you to the ground, and I'm going to hurt you. This ain't judo where I get points, and you get back up. This ain't Muay Thai where I'm going to kick you and get points. Yeah, people get knocked out, but this is MMA where my whole entire goal is to hurt you as bad as I can and make you quit. I have bad intentions. That's what happens in MMA. That's not what happens in boxing. That's not what happens in Taekwondo. Look at any Olympic sport. That ain't how savage it is, but you come into MMA, you're going to get hurt. Kayla Harrison just warned every woman And damn near every person, I'm the baddest person in the room. And if you want to test me, I'm an equal opportunity person. So come try it. She trains in the same room as Amanda Nunes and said, I'm the baddest woman in every room I'm in. So if there's a fighter to watch this year, I would say it's Kayla Harrison. If there's a fighter to watch, get signed to the UFC one day. You better hope it's Kayla Harrison. And if they need to make a division to get her there, I don't fucking care. Do it, Dana White. 
This stuff is crazy. When you have someone who has as much passion as that woman does, you could see it at every time she opens her mouth. You could see it when she's in there and she gets her hands on someone. Oh, it's bad intentions from the start. And, you know, technique, perfect. You you could say you see flaws in her game, but she does it because of the caliber of fighter in front of her. You don't have to be an Olympian if you're not fighting an Olympic-level fighter. And, you know, there's just not too many women on that caliber. We saw other Olympic-caliber women come through, like, uh, what's her name? Ronda Rousey. And what did she do? She bullied everybody until someone bigger than her came into the world. That was Amanda Nunes, who really put her out. Yeah, you guys could say Holly Holm did it. She kicked her in the face. That was just good timing and a good opportunity. If Ronda Rousey really got her hands on her, guess what? She's throwing her down, putting her in armbar. Or throwing her down, beating the crap out of her. If you go back and watch that fight, Ronda tried to stand up. It was a mistake. Olympic-level athletes are something else. Let's talk about another one. Oh, yeah, DC. Daniel Cormier, Olympic-level athlete. Oh, yeah, Ben Askren. Olympic level athlete. Those of you that are only UFC fans, you guys might talk crap, but go back and look at Ben's career. He's a multiple time world champion at organizations that are just as big as the UFC. Just because you guys don't know how big one championship is, doesn't mean it ain't bigger. One championship is probably where it's at right now, and you guys are too uh, narrow minded to even see it. So go check it out. If you're a UFC diehard, that's cool. But one on TNT is going to be where it's at half the time. Um, it's really one of those things like you're going to start seeing a different caliber of fighters over there. Um, look at Rod Tang in their uh, Muay Thai branch and their kickboxing. That dude is a savage. He's like, what, 25 years old and got like 256 wins. He punches himself as much as people punch him. So just don't be so narrow minded. Um it's really interesting. Uh, Bellator. Rumble Johnson came out, got a gnarly knockout, and then criticized himself because he took four years off and didn't let himself use that as an excuse. Interesting. Interesting. So he almost gets knocked out, weathers a storm, come back, knocks dude out with a gnarly straight. It was devastating. So if he's embarrassed, what do you think he's going to do to the next guy? is really going to be an interesting one. So don't miss Rumble Johnson's next fight. The tournament that's going on should be really interesting. His next fight's going to, excuse me, be against Nemkov, who's the current champion. And then on the other side of the bracket, you have Ryan Bader. Um, It's going to be really interesting, man. Really, really interesting. The other thing you know, I'm bouncing all over the place right now because I'm going off of memory. But in PFL, you have Fabricio Verdum, who had his debut also. And I thought he got Brazilian tap, you know, the fake tap. They'll tap twice. And, you know, three times is the symbol for the referee to go, okay, this dude's tapping out. And Verdum ended up getting knocked out because the he got fake tapped, in my opinion. And then I go back and look and like, no, dude did it multiple times. He had tapped like maybe six, seven times in total. So... It's it's just weird because Keith P- Keith Peterson is the ref in that fight. And, you know, he usually don't miss stuff. I know Dominic Cruz was pretty pissed at him when he fought Cejudo, another Olympic athlete. But it's, it's just really interesting, man. I don't know where we go for him because PFL rewards people for finishes. And, like, their whole entire bracketing system is based off of earning points. 
And when you lose like that, it's really detrimental because you end up with zeros and zeros versus sixes ends up really hard when it comes to playoff time, you know? So it's just really interesting. I, I don't know how they're going to fix it. Um, but Verdum did win that fight. Go back and watch it. PFL. If you have the ESPN plus subscription, you might be able to still go watch it. If not, then, you know, I'll go back and clip it for you guys. Just let me know. Hit me up on Instagram. Let me know that that's what you need. <clears throat> Our Facebook's up and running too. So if you're not an Instagram person, you're only on Facebook, hit us up. It's combat sports breakdown. That's actually the name of the page. We didn't do a, a actual page. We did it as a its own account. So you know, you could be a friend with us. You could you know, communicate with us. It, it's very interactive this way. I didn't really like how pages was set up. So I did it as its own account. I don't know if you guys need anything specifically from us. Like if you are missing fights or if there's a way that, that you need it, you could let me know what you guys need. Just message us, man. Instagram, Facebook, whichever way. Uh, email at combat sports breakdown or combat sports breakdown at uh, gmail.com. Um, I really want to shout out a couple companies real quick. So we're doing a couple sponsors and partnerships. One's with Smooth My Balls. Uh, sounds really vulgar, but it's actually like a Manscaped type thing. Uh, check it out on Instagram. They got a whole page. You could Google it, Amazon, whatever you want to do. Check that one out. Uh, use promo codes and stuff. Uh, so the other one is the love bracelet. This one's an Instagram one too. Use uh, promo code Mr. Breezy 36. Um, that one's going to give you 36% off. So the cool thing about that is like, it's this Italian company. They, uh, do everything based off of like Maltese or whatever. They, they're actually really cool. Go check them out, man. Use the promo code. Let them know that Matt sent you or, uh, Mr. Breezy, you know, they don't, they, they, they know, they know who we are. So it's just, I got one, you know, I'll post pictures, uh, of it uh, on our page and put the little link and all that stuff. Uh, want to shout out to my boy, over at Cal Coast Printing, um, him and his wife, they be jamming everything out. Like I, I keep telling you guys about these sweaters. You guys uh, keep, you, you know, we heard people asking for them. Go ahead and hit us up. We're going to get more merch up, you know, socks, booty shorts for your girl, whatever. You know, let us know what merch you want. We'll put it out. You know, we got all these connects now. I got to shout out my boy Cole and his weight loss journey, man. It's been really motivating. Got me back in the gym again. Got me quitting all my bad habits. You know, just just really want to shout out and say thank you to to a couple. My boy Ryan, um, you know, thank you for motivating me. My boy Nick, you know, appreciate you guys at work. You guys always uh, push me to make me a little better. Appreciate that. Um, you know, this podcast has been really uplifting and motivating for me in my times when I'm bored or you know looking for something dumb to do. I really just come back here, edit, fix some stuff, do what I can to stay out of trouble and. Half of that's because you guys, man. So appreciate you guys. And, you know, uh, anytime you guys need anything, let us know so we can make it happen. Uh, have a good one. We'll see you guys at the 262 Breakdown and Review. We out.